Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of choice, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Paul Dunn is uh, my wonderful guest today on the podcast. And well, you're on this podcast many, many years ago when we first started, and we're just saying we haven't spoken for so long. Yep. I'm so excited to uh, get back in conversation. Paul Dunn is the co-founder of B1G1. We will explain all of that goodness in a moment. <laughs> TEDx speaker times four. I said I was going to introduce you in less than 25 minutes. Master presenter, wonderful storyteller and um, an amazing mentor um, to businesses all over the world. Hello, how are you? Oh, well, I'm I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sucking air because of that introduction. <laughs> so, so thank you, Kathy. And it, it is uh, it is a delight. It really is a delight to be with you. And the thank you, of course, goes to all of your listeners who are doing whatever they're doing at this point and, and giving of their time. And they're all, as you know, they're also giving uh, to be here. So wherever you are, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And we're very lucky. We have wonderful, wonderful listeners all over the, all over the world. Why is into B1G1? Oh, okay. Well, there, there's so many ways I can fly you in. All right. Let's, let's start right back with wonderful Masami. Um, yeah. Sato, well, let's we Let's try and see if we can relate it to uh, uh, everybody listening to us now. I, I think it, it's fair to say that each one of us has these moments, right? There's moments in our life. And so someone was saying to me recently where we are right now in our life and our business is simply uh, a result of our reactions to all of the all of the moments that have gone before that. So um, let me just go backwards uh, to 2007, and I'd love to share this moment with you. Um, it involves uh, me sucking air at some point uh, because every time I tell the story, it's like I know oh, I'm God, just reaching for the tissue. No, no, yeah, I, did I, I did I actually uh, did I actually do that right? So here's the, you mentioned that one of the things that I'm very privileged to do is to mentor people around the world. In 2007, I was mentoring this wonderful little Japanese lady whose name is Masami, and uh, when she came into the room. Uh, the mentoring room, as it were, and you know, we've got books all around me and all of that kind of stuff. And and she walks in, and it was very, very, very apparent. You know how when you see a client sometimes, right? It's very apparent they've been somewhere. You know what I mean? And I don't mean you know on the tiles, but the, yeah. the, the, something's going on. And, uh, There's nothing yeah, little yeah. about Masami. Well, the size wise, yes, but otherwise, <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, so she said, oh, can we, in this lovely Japanese accent, she said, uh, can we do different today? I'm sure, different. What do you have in mind? And she said, well, uh, you always mentor, and so you always ask questions. So can we do that differently so I can ask you a question? And I said, you go for it. So she said, 
I uh, want you to imagine what it would be like if we could form a business or someone could form a business where every time business gets done in other businesses, every time business gets done, something great happens in the world. Now, at the time, Kathy, uh, I don't think you knew me in 2007. I, I was what, what would be called an Aussie bloke, right? So when someone said to me in 2007 in June, they said, you know, can you imagine every time business has done something great happens in the world? My response was that of an Aussie bloke. And I said, oh, wow, that'd be awesome, right? This is kind of like what I said. Right? <laughs> and she was smart enough, and women are that smart enough to know that I didn't really get it at all. And uh, so she said, I don't I don't think you get it. And I said, well, help, help me understand it. And she said, well, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I've given it a name. And I said, okay, so what's the name? And she said, it's called Buy One, Give One. And I said, well, how would that work? Um, and she said, uh, well, uh, imagine you want plasma TV, want to buy one. And so you go Harvey Norman, we should charge them for that plug. We, <laughs> you go to Harvey Norman and and, and, and to buy that. And I said, well, what did you say this was called? Buy one, give one? I said, Masami, that's a terrible business model. Because if I go to Harvey Norman to buy a TV, they're not going to give me another one. I mean, that's crazy, right? And she said, oh, no, you misunderstand. I said, help me understand. So she said, well, look at why you want this TV. You want better pixels. You want brighter pixels, bigger, you know, all of that. And then here's the moment, she said. And so imagine if when you do all of that and buy that thing because of your, you know, what you want, imagine if someone who could not see got the gift of sight when you did that. And I went, <laughs> very different uh, yeah. reaction. And um, and that was the start of it because my, and then she, you know, because she sees the sort of suck of air and she said, oh, and looks at the books and says, oh, every time author writes book, tree gets planted. And I have got a cup of coffee right at the time. And, yeah. uh, you know, every time someone buys a cup of coffee and, uh, and uh, you know, a child in need gets access to water. And I said, uh, Masami, this really was a big moment. I said, Masami, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm like, you know, your listeners now. It's one of those moments which is absolutely life-changing. And and by the way, I very quickly realized, well, we very quickly realized that it shouldn't be about buying things and everything else. So it could be like, for example, just because you and I are on Zoom right now, five kids are getting access to game-changing education just because we're on Zoom. And you have so many ways in your own business, as you know, of, yeah. of applying being one June one. So and and who could have thought? Um, that's 2007. Here we are, however many years later that is now. My maths, what is it? Anyway, it's a lot, right? 16, yeah. I said. Um, that we are now at 323 million given yeah. tax, right? Um, around, around the world. And, um, you know, it's just staggering that we uh, we can do that so you know you have physios who are doing things and then when their client leaves they go oh you know just as a result of you being here this is what's happened and so on and their team members are involved and everything else so it's kind of like a, 
a game-changing thing. And now, of course, we we uh, uh, almost from like a month after that particular conversation, we decided uh, it's going to be called B1G1. In the United Kingdom, if anyone happens to be listening in the United Kingdom, many people over there call it Biggie, but no, it's it's B1G1. Right? So, so there you go. That was the that was the story, and uh, continues. I'm very happy to say uh, to be the story. I remember being absolutely captivated listening to you tell that story. That, well, every single time, but the first time in particular, I still know where I was. You were wearing red vans, for instance. Yes, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. It was then. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, if I'm fortunate enough to have something good or positive to happen to me personally or in my business, I can totally push that experience forward to somebody else yeah, exactly. who's less fortunate. And for me, it was an exchange, exactly. just an exchange of experience or value. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, that 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 exchange is is is, is so interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, you can you can call it an expression of kindness. You can call it all sorts of things. But really, doing something like that, I think, is when we're when we're actually at our best. You know, when which is interesting for people in the help profession. Like, mm-hmm. like I noticed I didn't say health, I said help, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what you, you guys do a lot. Um, and, you know, when we help the proverbial little old lady across the road, um, what happens? It's really interesting what happens, right? First of all, she smiles back at you. And guess what you do? <laughs> you smile, oh, no, it's really okay, okay. Yeah. And the oxytocin is flying and all of that kind of stuff. And so... I try and find all sorts of ways to do that because it's this distinction between, uh, for me anyway, distinction between inside and outside where, um, you know, it's very possible for us to um, get consumed, if you will, by, you know, what's going on inside. And, you know, frequently, you know, we're, we're told to go have a look inside. And, and and But it's very interesting, I think, that, you, you you know it's possible to wallow in that area right but like right outside where i live here in singapore there's a uh, i'm very blessed to be in singapore uh, there's a bus stop right and, and it's a brilliant bus stop every 40 seconds there's a bus seriously and uh, so Only in singapore I, yeah, yeah yeah so what i do i i get on the bus and you know it's one of those things where you got a little card and it goes beep right so i always go hold the car there and beep and at that point i will look at the look at the driver who's actually looking at you anyway just to make sure you're you're allowed to the bus. and i always say to him or her thank you so much for stopping mm. and they're like what oh <laughs> and, and so it was like yeah. and then what's so interesting is when i get off when i get off the bus right it's like i just go away oh thank you very much and there's a wave back and you go wow now isn't that interesting it's just spread you know hopefully or not, not even hopefully it doesn't matter whether they did yeah. or whether they didn't but you know maybe they they tell that story and and to others and others feel great about that story and recognize that you know it's it's really part of why we're here isn't it to connect and and do great things as a result of those connections yeah, yeah. Um, I know Masami has said, and I think it's on the website, what if, what if instead of doing something big in the future, yeah, you do now. <laughs> something small every day now. Yeah, yeah. 
It's true. It's true. And 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 you know, I mean, I I oh, by the way, the other part of the story for the romantics. Oh yes, yes. That, yeah, yeah. So for the romantics, um, how did the mentoring for life go, Paul? Well, the mentoring, yeah, the mentoring for life, and and at that point, because three weeks into that, she moves to Singapore for all sorts of other reasons. And so I'm in Australia, and I'm I'm doing you know my thing in Australia, and and occasionally I'm getting phone calls say please send more money right? because like the mentoring thing at that point meant essentially I mean she wasn't uh, none of us realised it was hey can you fund this thing for a while yeah. um, and I was obviously you know very pleased to be able to do that and then so so anyway I'm having all these phone calls and things and of course speaking around the world I'm you know I'm travelling and so on. And, um and um uh, and I'm beginning to understand what an extraordinary, extraordinary human <laughs> being she is. And she's very beautiful as well. And uh in in all the all the all the right ways, if you will. Well, there's there's no wrong way to be beautiful, is it? But um so uh, and then one day I, I was Saturday actually, I was in Brisbane and I remember walking down a mall, and I think it was Chermside Mall, I think it was. And I see Wallace Bishop, and I go, oh, my goodness, they have rings and things, don't they? So I went in and I got this little ring. And she knew that I was traveling to England, but that was what she knew and didn't know anything else. And so uh, I uh, changed the flight so I was arriving earlier and then got in, got in a, a cab uh, at Singapore Airport and knocked on her door. Uh, this is uh, seven years ago. And uh, and she answered and I'm like, oh, what, what are you doing? And um, and uh, I said, well, you remember when I first asked you if I could be your mentor for the rest of your life? She actually said no the first time, right? Years years ago, yeah. 2007. And I said, you remember you said no to that first time? And and she she's going like, what's this got to do? With why the hell are you at my door? Kind of thing. Not that she would ever use those words. Um, and so she said, yeah, I sort of that. So that was when I sort of dropped on one knee and put the other the other hand up and said, well, I hope you say yes to this one right away. And fortunately, she did. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. That's what we want. That's what we there want. Yeah. So, love it, love yeah. it, love it. Tell us about how B1G1 operates. Uh-huh. Um, I've tried... Well, I, I yeah, I continue to explain it to others, mm. but maybe it could be helpful to explain it from a how people get involved point sure. of view and how the website works and how you have oh, a, sure, 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 you log sure. in and sure. No, very simple. Um, but it, but it's very simple. It also requires a bit of a mind mindset Correct. shift. Right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the mindset shift is this: whenever whenever we think of uh, giving. We tend to think of charity, and when we think of charity, by the way, in Australia, when we think of the word charity, it's not not always a very positive word. In fact, 70% of people are actually turned off by that word. Um, So, and the reason that I... That I mentioned that is that B1G1 is not about this, oh, you know, XYZ company proudly supports B1G1. So what B1G1 does, and, and there's really magic in this, is it goes and finds extraordinary, extraordinary projects, projects. high impact projects, and it puts them through the griller, right? If they want to be a part of B1G1, it's very, very hard for projects to be a part of B1G1. 
Um, the independent board rejects it, somewhere between seven and nine out of ten, um, which means, of course, when you see all of these projects, and right as of today, there are 454 of them uh, around rating. the world. Yeah, which is yeah. wonderful. Um, and 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 but the, here's the magic, right? The magic is that we when we work with the with the projects, and by the way, it's free for them to do all of that stuff. We don't take anything from the giving that gets done. That's why we have this membership thing that that people uh, keep our lights on with. Um, so so part of the magic is is that you know there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on, which is like. You know the stories you hear very frequently about this is if, uh, things like oh so and so invested you know a billion dollars here or ten thousand dollars there and then wasn't that wonderful and and it is wonderful but it, it unfortunately creates the someday aisle right so one day when I've made it you know that's what I'm going to do but in in B one G one we decided that it, it shouldn't be like that it should just be some people call it micro impacts and and so in b1g1 you can literally make a difference for one cent just one cent what a free day yeah yeah it's incredible right Mm -hmm. um and so that's why that is why uh, some people do it every day. They they really do. I mean, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I plant a tree every day. Yes. So yeah, of course you do, right? Um, and um, yeah, and I and I think that's part of the magic. But the other part of the magic is that we then track that. So we know the impacts and and hence you know the impacts that you and your tribe are as as you do, right, are creating or your family are creating. Uh, you know exactly the measure of the impact. You know when you did it, and I think this leads to another interesting thought. And it's this: that sometimes not everybody. You and I have spoken now about you know how we're at our best when we're giving, but sometimes people think about um, giving in a different way. They they think, oh well, giving is like it's giving something away, right? and so you've lost it forever. It's gone. Um, and but I tend to think of it another way, and, and it, it it's very central to B1G1 because we measure it all in impacts. And so what's actually happening is you're creating impacts, which means that you are actually creating a legacy. And legacy is really, really cool. It's so cool, you know, particularly when you think about it in the terms that we think about it. I, I tend to think about it. By the way, your uh, your listeners can do some mathematics here. I decided uh, a little while ago that getting birthdays was uh, a bit odd. Um, and so I, can, I I decided I would celebrate every day uh, getting a birthday. So as of today, I am 29,051 days old. There you go. You can all divide by 365 and figure that one out. And what I, what I meant, and get the leap years in there as well. And what I mean by that is when you get, 29,000 years of the days off, you start to think, you start to think about uh legacy, like as if it's sort of out here somewhere, right? Leave the legacy. And we t- sometimes think that we have a choice, which of course we don't. We have a choice as to what it is, but we don't have a choice as to whether or not we leave it. Um, and so you can sort of do some alliteration on that. You can say, well, instead of instead of thinking about leaving a legacy, why don't we think about living it every day? Living it. 
each and every day. And then not only that, which is, you know, what you do every day is you then leverage that, right? So others, not because you want people to go, look at me or anything like that, but simply because it, it becomes an inspiring piece. And I think people go, oh, you know, I, I've never thought of that. I, I, I could do that. And imagine how great I'd feel if I was doing that every day. Imagine, you know, we have, we have uh, women um, who work with their kids. Kids get this stuff, right? They really get it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, kids who, uh, I remember this one story where this woman said she took it to, to she joined Bill and Jim when she went home and she said to her family, oh, you know, guess what? I joined Bill and Jim today and this one did. And her son, name of Daniel, 10 years old at the time, uh, she says, Daniel, uh, okay, it's your turn for washing up. And Daniel goes, Oh, you know, the sort of 10-year-old washing up face, if you will. And and then Linda says to him, Oh, well, look, here on my uh on my phone, look at this. Um, we can select something that happens every time you do the washing up, right? And look at this. So now he's got this thing uh which says every time I do the washing up, uh 10 kids get ac- 11 kids actually, 11 kids get access to water. And I remember she said to me, it was really fun. Because he said, are you going to pay that or is it going out of my pocket money? <laughs> That's smart. But, but what's interesting yeah. is never had, you know, never had an issue again, which about, you know, feeling bad about doing the washing up. And that's why I say that, um, you know, kids get it. And at, at a very deep level, we all get it. Right? It's just that sometimes we forget it, right? But we actually get it. Yeah. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs, and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. What B1G1 has done is provide a platform that makes that exchange, that fortune yeah. and opportunity exchange, very, very doable. Yeah. And so rather than wondering or even being worried about where your donation to charity is going to go or end <laughs> up or be diluted, that yeah. team share in jumping onto B1G1 um, and selecting the projects and picking the story and messaging that to the team and setting up the whole the whole contribution that we make. Um, so we don't talk about dollars. We don't talk about yeah, charity. Yeah. We talk about yeah. investing in projects that are going to change people's lives because we're in the business of transformation, if you if you like. And well, you know, it's interesting you mention that. Uh, it, it really is interesting, actually, because um, and and you mentioned story as a as mm. as, a, as a case in point. So let's think about uh, let's think about that in an interesting way. Um, all of us, 
all of us have a story and and you know and and mostly that's a resilient story through the pandemic and all of that kind of stuff but you know times are times are a little different now um that doesn't mean they're any easier uh but it, it really means that one of the things that we need to do is to think about the story that we're living and importantly the story that we're telling but here's the interesting point to also realize that as we help uh, uh meaning now if I, if i was you know uh, an allied health professional and i'm helping someone through the provision of my services whatever those services are i mean very clearly very clearly you are so on purpose of what you do because the reality is you're enriching lives. So that's what you're doing. You you are enriching lives. And so, but if you think about that a slightly different way, it becomes even more powerful because what you're actually doing is you're actually helping people change their story. And, and that becomes really, really interesting. Like, uh, and, 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 you know, some people say, oh, oh, is this all about storytelling? No, it's actually no, even though I'm sure we're all good at storytelling. Uh, it, it, it's actually story creating. And one of the things that really got me to realize that was um, uh, someone sent me an email uh, in July last year and, and uh, sorry, July the year before. And uh, it, it the headline on the subject line was the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world. And I actually read that and I, and not because of the power thing. And I realized afterwards, the reason that I read it is because story is in our DNA, right? It really is in our DNA. So anyway, so here's this line and I'm reading this thing. And then finally it tells me in the middle of the email who said this word, you know, the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world, but they went on to say something else. So you can ignore the power trip. They went on to say something else and they said this, the storyteller sets the vision, the values and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come. Now, if you think about that for a minute, by the way, it was Steve Jobs who, who said that. Yeah. And 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 if, but if you think about that for a minute, people go, oh, storyteller, storyteller. Yeah, I get that. But but I think of Jobs not as a storyteller, but I think of him as a story creator. Creator, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? And yep. all of us, I think, are are playing that role in our in our day to day interaction with people. We're basically uh, trying to help them change up their story, right? And yeah. and so and and not just for them, right? That's the other thing, right? Not just for them. It's for the generations yet to come. And the moment you do that. You you realize that it's not about you anymore. It's not about you. It's about something bigger than you, which then gets back to this whole thing about whether you look inside or whether you look outside. Right? It's a it's a, a, a lovely little trip, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> I think where we can take this part of the conversation is um, to the context of being a business owner and to the context yeah. of, of work. And I can see on the shelf behind you, net positive. You've got Paul. Oh yeah, Paul Pullman's book. Yeah, yeah. and um, I've misquoted him for quite some time now, but um, it's about the piece: is the world better off because your business is in it? That's not a and misquote. I, That's the exact quote. He says, he says, there, there, there. I there's, might have rushed a... up this morning, Paul. Just saying, but um, <laughs> it's about. It's about how in the busyness of business, I think business owners can 
bereft from why they went into business in the first place. Of course they can. Of course they they can. can be consumed by all of these other bits and pieces, mm-hmm. completely understandable. But what if their business was a vehicle for good beyond their own service provision? Yeah, yeah. What if? And, and um, you know, there are now, I mean, countless, countless studies um zillions that's an exaggeration obviously but but there's okay. a lot right yeah which actually track that that you know when you when you do that and and it's all funny thing it's okay let me just backtrack a second um you remember i said to you that you know in b1g1 is really great because you can you can give you know from one cent and we track the giving and all yeah. of the giving goes right and I remember once I, I was in a session with uh, one of our team members, a new team member, and I said, by the way, you know, that's how you talk with potential members. You tell them that. And they, one of the other people listening to that thought, I, I wonder if, if that's right. So they started to call our existing members. And you know those word cloud things that you can mm-hmm. do on your and, and this lady, her name is Sharon, she's got a word cloud. And so she's saying, okay, you're a B1G1 member. What do you say to the people, you know, the other business owners like you who you think should be a part of B1G1? And the, the most amazing thing was that the word that came out that they were most using was the word transform, as in this actually transformed. No, this, this, oh, for the first time, I just saw something in there that I hadn't seen before. So thank you for letting me go there. So they say this transforms uh, our business. And then Sharon asked them, oh, wow, that's pretty huge. You know, why would you say that? And they said, because it shifts the spirit of the business. And the thing that I just saw, Kathy, literally just saw as I was chatting with you then, is it's the same in life, isn't it? It's exactly the same. Right? <laughs> All these years, I've never realized it's exactly the same. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, um, it, it is this... Um, uh, it's so nice to hear you saying all of these lovely things about B1G1, by the way. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and to get back to you know Paul Polman and and stuff, the reality is that um, business really needs to be. I, I think many of us have figured out that governments aren't necessarily going to solve the problems of the world, right? Many of us. Well, I actually hope that they don't, to be honest. <laughs> and so where's it come down to? Well, it, it comes down to each one of us. And, and But, you know, businesses have this interesting ability to be multiples, right? So where people work and play and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if when you become a business for good, as we would call it, then to get back to all the research again, all the research says, oh, it's amazing because what happens is more people want to work with you, right? As in more team members want to work with you because you've got a deeper sense of meaning and and people are searching for that meaning. Um, And not only are, are your team members searching for that meaning, but so are the people whom you're privileged to serve as well. And so it becomes this lovely spiral upwards um, that is a fascinating thing to be a part of. Yeah. We were talking before we hit record about a podcast that I've just listened to, Tim oh, yeah. Seth Godin. Yeah. You were whole, you were, yeah, fan club on Seth Godin. I haven't read his recent book, but yeah. a couple of the pieces from this podcast that I'm on, listen number three, was about why businesses need to be creating meaning 
in their in their businesses and that mm. profit is one thing but meaningful work is something mm. quite quite different yeah yeah what it, are your is, it is well you know if you go to you go to the book uh, it's, it's called the uh, song of significance interesting mm. enough and oh and you notice there's a there's a bee on the front there's of the a bee <laughs> Um, well, I want to tell you a little story about a bee in just a minute. And by the way, Seth talks about bees in this thing. Yeah. One of the things he says, coincidentally, on the back of the book is this. The purpose of a beehive, just have a listen to the depth of this, right? The purpose of a beehive isn't to make honey. Honey is a byproduct of a healthy hive, right? So, so, it's, it's like, so um, yeah, and, and, you know, Seth has this really wonderful way of I'm talking about like the, the people, for example, on your on your podcast, right? What could we, what could we say about those people? What do we know, right? What we know is people like us do things like this. That's what we know, right? And there's this this lovely way of saying we need to build businesses to which people feel uh, that they belong to, right? And so, yeah, this uh, this particular book is is all about that. How how traditionally um, businesses were all about command and control, and Frederick Taylor and you know Ford Motor Company and all those companies. Yeah, Henry Ford. And, yeah. yeah, Henry Ford, exactly. And we've we've learned that that isn't the way it goes. Interestingly, there's a woman uh, who goes even deeper than that. I'm not sure I've mentioned this woman to you before. Her, she, she's got an unforgettable name. Uh, her name is Tamsin. That's her first name. Uh, and I guess we've seen a lot of Tamsin, so that's not the unforgettable bit. But her last name is, so her name is Tamsin Woolly Barker. That's her name. And so seven years ago, here she is, and she's an impoverished researcher. And, and she's studying bees. She's studying termites. She's studying ants, all of these things that have been around for a long time. And she's asking interesting, yeah, she's asking interesting questions. Like, for for example, trying to figure out, oh, hang on, here's these termites. And um, there's lots of them in in the, you know, in the, the, whatever, whatever you call those things. And, And she's asking questions like, how do they know how to do that? How do they know how to do that? How do they how do they know to build the air conditioning? What's you know what's the management structure that they use? Anyway, two things happen that um, that that create a, a difference for her. One is that uh, her, her husband leaves her, and he was a fairly well known photographer. And I guess we all can deal with that. But then one very tragic thing happened, and that was that her son died. And so she's an impoverished researcher. And she decides to just publish what she's been doing. And so she writes a blog, which happens to be called Teeming, T-E-E-M-I-N-G. And it's talking about, you know, how these mm. zillions of termites do this kind of thing. So someone in Google happens to go, well, we don't have zillions of people, but we have a few hundred thousand. <laughs> so, so maybe there's some magic in this. And she is now the number one uh, kind of change maker trainer, trainer in Silicon Valley. But here's the reason I'm telling you the story. Um, she is once asked um, by uh, somebody you know, um, Vern Harnish. And so Vern asks her, uh, so Tamsin, what's your biggest learning? Great question, by the way. What's your biggest learning from studying nature? Now, please, whatever you're doing, listen into this, right? Because there's some magic in this. It's going to sound, oh, really? But just listen to the depth of it. 
So she says, what I've learned is that nature does not solve for problems. Nature, she says, solves for potential. Now, if you if you think about that for a minute, right, then you then you you look at you know the sort of traditional way of that. So what are the problems? You know, well, oh yeah, well, we've got a solution, it's going to cost so much, right? Bang, end of story, right? We call that the discovery sequence, right? Or something like that. But what if you ask a different question? What, what if you ask, well, what do you see as the potential of this particular solution? What if you ask the new team member who was joining you, what if you said, this business is built on the potential of the human beings that are here um, and the potential of the, of the clients who are privileged to serve? So, so, you know, traditionally, what are we going to do? We're going to go, what team were you working at before? What's been your work experience? What's been, you know, that's where we're going to go, right? But what if we ask another question? which is, so what do you see as your potential uh, working with us? That's a really, really interesting question. And so the the more I think about it, the more there's there's like gold in searching for that. I'm not searching, but just for unlocking the potential of the people that we are privileged to serve. And once you do that, you kind of have a different way of, you know, thinking about the day and the day becomes not you know how many problems that i solve today the problem apis but yeah, exactly vibrant yeah. and open-ended mm. exactly yeah exactly and uh, and i think again it all comes from you know just it's just it, here's the thing right it's just subtle shifts but it's those subtle shifts those little tiny things we frequently talk about being on one as being all about the power of small you know tiny things that actually make major differences and and so hopefully one of the things uh, people have gotten from uh from chatting or listening to our chat is that yeah you know it, it, you, you, sometimes we talk about taking massive action you know and all of that sort of stuff but that's that's actually pretty challenging to do. But but what if we could also know, be a form of procrastination as well? Well, they could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really thinking about this and thinking about not big this. enough yet. Haven't got enough time yeah. or money or blah blah. Yeah. And and funny thing, you know, one of one of my family members is is going through this right now. So it's a very personal thing for me uh, today. And you know, we there's this um, kind of overwhelm thing because there's so many things oh god you know the world is crashing in and stuff and there must be so many people and you listening to us now you know you know how to deal with that much more than i do but my my observation is if if we can find just just one tiny thing right tiny thing oh okay which then becomes easy to do, then, you know, it's like, okay, rinse and repeat. And, you know, there, there may be something nice at the end of it. But um, anyway, I, you know, I'm in awe of the fact that I'm talking with professionals who know how to do that stuff much better than me. But but hopefully there's some little magic in blending the two together, which, of course, is why I'm very privileged to be here with you. Thank you, Paul. Let's spend the last couple of minutes um Getting listeners thinking about some of the practical action that they can take. Mm. They don't have to wait. They don't need this. They don't need that in the bank. They don't need anything other than perhaps a readiness and a curiosity to start to think about the impacts that they can create. And you haven't actually, we haven't actually spoken about the word impact because it is Mm. central to your beliefs. Um, But maybe just tying business owners, business and this readiness to impact 
mm. would be a good way for us to to wrap. Mm, exactly. And and see, here's the thing. Um, we you mentioned you know how appropriate it is for businesses to think about this, and one of the reasons for that is that you can replicate the impacts, right? Because you're seeing different people, you know, the whole time. Uh, so, you know, earlier on, I was talking with you about the 320 million. That's a lot. I mean, just think about that. That is a big number, right? And uh, we we think about that as smiles, but we, we didn't do that. That was just a whole lot of people coming together, just making little tiny things. And all of a sudden, you know, all those tiny things just build into uh, something uh, a, a, a little bigger. But it all started with that tiny thing. It all started um, with someone asking, you know, an apparently innocent tiny question. You know, what if every time business was done, something great happened in the world? Just, just imagine. As Mr. Lennon once said, you know, just just imagine that. And and seriously, for a moment, you know, just imagine that. Imagine if every time you this happened, then that happened. Um, and imagine you were in quote unquote control of it. Not that you need to be control freaks, but you can you can you know choose where uh, all of this stuff goes. Then the reality is, and one of the reasons we think of those impacts, and impacts, by the way, are really, really powerful, and they're, and they're much more powerful than, um, you know, words. I mean, words have enormous power, as you know. But, and by the way, I gather that in Australia, they've been, because, uh, you know, there's all this sort of greenwashing stuff that goes on, and apparently the government have been reaching out to people and saying, hang on, uh, big companies, uh, by the way, you've got these nice-sounding words, but... We noticed you actually, the actually didn't yes. do anything, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I see this uh, lovely shift from not just you know the words, uh, but or the dollars, uh, or the dollars for that matter. But exactly so. Uh, but the very specific, uh, the very 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 specific uh, actions uh, that that we can take. Like for example, just today, just before I. Uh, came came on here. We were uh, unlocking uh, the new. Uh, for, oh, so powerful! We we haven't been able to do this for three years, and now we today we announced the uh, first B1G1 study tour for you know for <gasps> three years, whatever it is. And and I was talking about it this morning, and and I was talking about one particular place where because this time we, we're going uh, to Cambodia and I was talking about one particular place where these people um oh, amazing it's an organization called FAR P-H-A-R-E and and they work with 1200 quote unquote street kids right and they teach them really interesting stuff about the arts and those arts could be visual arts or the performing arts and then have a guess what they do they take the 50, quote-unquote, best of those, the 50 who want to do that, and they form a circus with them. It's called I've the seen it. Circus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It is. It's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and then and then guess what happened? And we, we, I was talking about going there again. And then, you know, you talk about potential and unlocking and tiny things when someone said, why don't you just do that tiny thing? And, you know, I remember last time I was there, I was uh, introduced to someone who was just going to go from far street kid to circus former to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> like, amazing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it just starts from 
you know, from very tiny things and and um and then the tiny things that being bring big things. The other thing I think is is worthwhile saying as well that it's um and you do this so so beautifully, right? You do, is that this is not about in your face stuff, you know, because I don't know if you ever noticed, but when you're in someone's face, they actually don't like it, right? They, they sort of when you push, um, they they tend to push back. So this is a slightly different thing than that. It's saying, you know what, when you start to do these things, you you just instantly become not that this is the reason for it, but the side benefit is that you become, well, certainly become more meaningful and more purposeful. You sleep better at night, all of those sorts of things. But you all also, and you live the legacy and you leverage it and you leave it, mm-hmm. but you you also uh, create, um, an, you know, an incredible uh, difference, um, not just in your life, but in, in the life of those that you are privileged to serve as well. And it all starts with, these little tiny impacts that you choose to do each and every day. <laughs> I think it was it was it James Clear. I think it was James Clear who Atomic said. Atomic Habits. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a great book? And and you know he said something like I'm I'm going to misquote it, but but he said something like this. He said you know both uh, unsuccessful people and successful people. And by the way, I, you know there's all sorts of reasons that we wouldn't use unsuccessful and successful languages, but let's just use it for now, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he said, they've all got the same goals. The difference is that one, one group make it. And he says, what's the difference? And the, here's the interesting thing, right? The difference is not that they had the goal. That's not the difference. The difference is that the, the ones that kind of quote-unquote make it are the ones that put in place that, notice the word, the little tiny rituals, the rituals yeah. that when you do them, little tiny things that when you do them, lead to this really impressive outcome way up here right so yeah it all fits in doesn't it (laughs) how small and a little something every day goes a long way there you go (laughs) it sounds like we should do a eurovision song (laughs) maybe not paul maybe not (laughs) let me me manage your expectations i'm not sure that either of us can sing but maybe Well, I, I did say Eurovision, which I'm not sure is a, a qualification that you need. Uh, in order to <laughs> the reason that I, I say that I was in Manchester um, and uh, it was amazing. Or uh, was in when Eurovision was on, and Manchester became the host city because Ukraine won last year and they couldn't do it in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, amazing stuff goes on. <laughs> anyway, uh, we digress. We digress. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Paul, thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. It's been just such a pleasure uh, catching up and sharing a bit of the message, a lot of the message. Is there anything else you'd like to say just to kind of leave a parting thought? Well, other other than, you know, thank you and, and for... Oh, okay. <laughs> just one second. There we go. Um, other than saying thank you, um, I, I hope there's some way that you've, uh, you know, you've been able to sort of digest the message. And uh, I remember, and Kathy, you may well be may remember this, um, that uh, someone said to me, uh, and this is why this is important. Right? They said, uh, you know, when when your, excuse me, when your vision becomes more powerful than your memory, 
your future becomes more powerful than your past. And so, and if we if we sometimes think of these, you know, these big, hairy, audacious goals, which are kind of scary, but if we can put it into little tiny things, little tiny nuggets, they become incredible nuggets for not just for our lives, but for the lives of the people uh, that we happen to share ours with as well. Yeah, wonderful. Thank <laughs> You're you. You're amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Paul. It's a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.